0: Hey there, friend. Welcome to the Having a Mom Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Warner. This podcast is all about taking a few moments for yourself and reconnecting to the amazing woman behind the title of mom. You have so many plates spinning at any given time between your kids, your partner, your job, maintaining your household, et cetera, et cetera. But where does taking time just for you play into that? Let's spend some time together, you and me, right now. We're going to connect, tune in, and tap in to what makes us the incredible woman that we are. We'll nurture ourselves so that we can pour into those who can count on us. We'll also hear from other moms to learn about the ways in which they've tapped into alignment in their own motherhood journeys. Let's roll. We're having a mom moment. Hello, my friends. I am so excited to share this week's episode with you. Our guest is Emily, and she and I go way, way back, as you will hear inside the episode. And she has been so supportive of this Having a Mom Moment podcast endeavor. And when I put it out there that I was looking for guests to interview and share their motherhood journey, she was the first person to raise her hand. And I'm so honored that she's here with us for this episode to share her journey into motherhood that includes the long road that is IVF. I hope you enjoy the episode. Okay. Welcome, Emily. I'm so excited to have you on this week's episode of the Having a Mom Moment podcast.
1: Thank you for having me
0: so exciting. This is really fun. Um, Emily and I have known each other for a long time. We were just chatting. We've not seen each other in probably decades at this point, but, um, we met in preschool,
1: I think. I I think, but I think it was daycare before preschool, like the pre daycare preschool, (laughs) like even way. There may have been diapers involved, um, may or may not.
0: Yeah, it was a long time. It was a long time. So this is really fun. Um, we have not like connected as adulty adults. So I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing this motherhood experience with you. So to get us started, um, do you want to share about your journey into motherhood, your path to motherhood, what that's been like and what it has entailed?
1: Yeah, so mine is a little bit of an, a story. It's a it's not a short one. Sorry, uh, in advance. Um, <laughs> I uh, did have to go through IVF in order to have my son. And, you know, like I said, we are, I think no one goes into trying to have a child unless you have some pre-existing condition or maybe a family history of infertility. You don't plan on it. You don't think about it. It's not a thing. Um, It was never even a thought on either of of our, my husband or myself's brains when we were deciding to pull the goalie. Um, my husband and I got married in 2018 and before we got married we kind of were like you know when do we want to start we knew we wanted to have kids but we didn't really have a timeline so I was like you know what are you thinking my husband is very nonchalant he's like whatever you want uh he's very yeah he's very much a guy he's like, whatever you want Love that. like okay I was like well how about we we start after we get home from our honeymoon? We, we got married in July. We went to Scotland on our honeymoon in September. I finished up my last pack of birth control, uh, ball on my honeymoon. Um, and we're like, okay, we'll just kind of let nature take its course as you know as, uh, as you think it would, because again, you up till that point, it's always weird mind shift because you try for so long not to get pregnant. So, are like, you're very religious about your birth control. You take it. Like I like had like an internal alarm that went off every day at 10 PM to take my pill. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very religious about it. And then I suddenly just feel like, oh, now we want to get pregnant. Okay. That's right. weird. And so it takes a minute, but you know, you get there. Uh, so you pull the goalie and you know, I, I never thought I would have any issues getting pregnant. My mom actually had two kids in her thirties. So I was like, well, she can do it. So can I,
0: it was the eighties.
1: So, you know, two kids in her thirties. Yeah. Shouldn't be an issue. Right. So um, pull the goalie just in, we're like, we'll just enjoy some reckless shagging. And so, you know, (laughs) we go to baby Boulevard and you, you know, several months go by, nothing happens. Like, well, you start reading a little bit more about it. And I'm like, well, you should track your cycle. I'm like, okay, well, you know, that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And because technically, you're no, uh, the highest percentage likelihood of getting pregnant during any cycle is 33%. Oh, wow. I, I have weird uh, factoids like that now wow. <laughs> that no one needs, <laughs> but I have them. Uh, so I'm like, okay, I'll track my cycle. You try to figure out when you're ovulating. Um, we instituted fuck week at my house. (laughs) Uh, Sorry. (laughs) No, we (laughs) love it. We're here for it. (laughs) (laughs) But like, all right, we're going to go at it. Um, and okay. That didn't work. All right. Well, what's the next step? You get, uh, ovulation predictor kits. They look like, um, uh, at home pregnancy tests Mm -hmm. or you pee on them and they give you a little happy face when you are ovulating. and so we got some of those, started tracking that. Uh, that didn't work uh, or, well, it didn't work because I didn't get pregnant. So um, and you like, okay, well, then maybe get an actual app because there are apps that are meant to sort of help you get pregnant. I got one of those or started on one of those. They probably have way too much information about me on the cloud now, <laughs> but It's what you do. You're like, all right. Right. You know, it's the spaghetti method where you're just throwing stuff at the wall and still didn't happen. And circle around to the next July when I just had my regular OB yearly exam and we had been trying and nothing had happened. So I brought it up to my doctor and she's like, well, let's, he's like, how long have you been trying? Like since September? And she's like, Okay, well, let's do some tests. You know, let's figure out what's going on. So they did a lot of, and they did blood work. I had a hysterogram, which is where they check to see if your fallopian tubes are open. Oh, um, it is not comfortable. <laughs> it's where you they take an X ray of your uh, of your fallopian tubes, and they use a contrast dye. Mm -hmm. and the dye burns. It's really, really, really uncomfortable, and you have to try to sit still, um, which is like, "Ah, okay, just keep going, just keep going, and hurry up, (laughs) so I got through that, and that was open. Um, My husband got to have a date with a cup, which is a sperm (laughs) analysis. That's what he calls it, not me. (laughs) Uh, He had to have a date with a cup, and they checked his sperm analysis, and his, uh, his sperm count was just like a touch below normal and all of mine came back normal. And so the doctor was like, okay, well, why don't we just get you some medication? It's uh, to help regulate your cycle and hopefully move things along. Okay. Uh, it's a drug called letrozole. It actually has two very different um, uses. One is for trying to get people pregnant. And the other one is actually for ladies going through breast cancer. Oh um, yeah, it's oh very God. weird. Like two very, very different things. Okay. Um, and she told me, I was like, that's weird. Yeah. Okay. They give you for weird information like this. I just, it, it comes to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> we did that. Uh, they checked me out. I even had, uh, I would go into the doctor after taking the medication at the beginning of the cycle And they would check to see, okay, you're ovulating, like, go at it, like, this is your job for the next couple days, like, go, go, go. Uh, Well, and of course, you had to, like, try to fit it into, you know, working and trying to be a productive member of society, which, uh, you know, there's a few... uh, few family functions that may have been missed due to you gotta do what you gotta do like i'm like oh i'm so we can't i'm i'm not telling people why right (laughs) i'm not not having that conversation (laughs) i'm sorry aunt sue i can't come to your barbecue this weekend because you know it's fuck week i'm not gonna have that conversation no thank you (laughs) No thank you i'm not talking about that Uh... (laughs) um Oh no, uh, so <laughs> we do that for seven months, uh, seven monitored, what they refer to seven monitored cycles and obviously it did not happen. And my doctor was like, okay, you kind of have two, way- two things you can do here. Either we can keep going with the medication because uh, technically nothing is wrong. It could just happen naturally, or we can kick it up a notch and you can uh, go to a reproductive endocrinologist. Which I will in future call a fancy baby doctor because okay. it's more fun, frankly. And also sure. it's not a mouthful, like saying reproductive endocrinologist. Right. <laughs> um, and I was like, well, let's let's see if we can't uh, figure this out. You know, somebody who their only job is to get ladies pregnant. That's her right. whole job. Mm-hmm. So went to the fancy baby doctor, talked about, you know, what we had tried so far. And she's like, okay, well, we need to do some immediate testing to figure out why you're not getting pregnant, why no baby. Mm-hmm. And so they, I had to go for a massive amount of blood work. They took 11 vials of blood. Oh my gosh. Um, they had to like give me like the applesauce and the cookie, like they do with uh, like the Red Cross. Yeah. And so I didn't pass out. Right. Um, so, and my husband went for a second uh, date with a cup. And they uh, did some scans and things making sure all of my uh, my organs were working as they're supposed to and like okay Uh, and so everything on mine came back normal Mm -hmm. my husband's sperm analysis his sperm count from the first time they had done it to the second time had been cut in half oh my gosh yeah wow so they asked if you would go to see a urologist, which is basically apart from dealing with lots of pee, they <laughs> also do men's sexual health, similar to Anobi GYN does for women. Mm-hmm. So, and this is right at the beginning of COVID. So, it's really fun. It was the first telemedicine uh, visit I've ever been a part of by proxy because I was also in the house. Oh, wow. um, and so the, the doctor had all kinds of questions. And the third question they asked was, have you ever had cancer? And my husband had leukemia as a child. Oh, uh, when he was four, he's wow. completely cured. Now he was cured by the time he was seven or eight wow. um, okay. and completely cancer free. But he like, did you have chemotherapy or radiation? Yes, they did. Wow. And they now know that that can affect your, for men or women, can affect your reproduction later in life. Wow.
0: Um,
1: That's why um, certain cancer patients who are adults, if they're about to go into treatment, will sometimes freeze their eggs or uh, freeze their sperm. Even if they're way ahead of the possibility of having kids, that way they had that opportunity but my husband was 4 right you're
0: not um, thinking about that as a parent of a 4 year old
1: no absolutely not um nor should you nor right, should right, you right 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 and they um actually the the doctor asked my husband and we both laughed they're like well did you save any of your sperm he's like no i was 4 i was 4 <laughs> well, <no. laughs> That's not a thing, sir. Oh, it's
0: not. Gosh. Oh, just the implications of that.
1: <laughs> I was like, no, no. Next question, so, please. <laughs> yeah, please. Let's move on. Move on. Oh. Um, so we figured out the, the the crux of it beyond just us being in our 30s, and obviously there are some decrease in fertility when you're in your 30s, just in general. So. The doctor gave him some suggestions for vitamins, but that was kind of, it's sort of, it's as good as it's gonna get, basically is the way it is. Mm -hmm. So went back to the fancy baby doctor after we had this information and she's like, so based on your sperm counts and all of everything else, my suggestion is to do IVF, in vitro fertilization. Mm -hmm. And so we did that. Uh, and we started that process the first time in October of 2020, yeah. I was like, let me That's make sure I'm getting my day. timelines correctly. And yeah, uh, yeah, August stuff. something, yeah. So we, um, so IVF, for those that are not familiar, it's really two processes that happen one right after the other you have the lead up to the egg retrieval and then the implantation. So the first set for the egg retrieval is based, because normally a woman produces one to two eggs every cycle when they ovulate. Mm -hmm. IVF wants to increase those odds. So with the uh, usage of medication that you inject into yourself, Mm -hmm. you increase your egg production. Mm -hmm. And then they take the eggs out, fertilize them with the either donor sperm or my husband's sperm in my case, Mm -hmm. and then let it grow in a Petri dish for three to five days. And then they put it back during that period. Now you flip to different uh, meds that essentially set you up to be pregnant. Mm -hmm. you use a hormone called progesterone, which is a hormone that naturally occurring that helps you get and stay pregnant. Uh, And those are really fun shots that you get in your bum. Mm. And (laughs) it's during the, the, the process where I was very grateful that my mother is a retired nurse practitioner. Because she knows how to, she had to teach me and my husband how to give me shots. And uh, (laughs) as a child, I was actually very afraid of needles. I no longer had that problem because I did IVF. And frankly, (laughs) you have to get over it real quick. Sure. Real quick. So we did that. We got four eggs from the egg retrieval. They were fertilized. They let them grow for about a week. They were doing okay. Um, and then we uh, they implanted one, and then their uh, two were sort of left to see if they could grow to potentially be frozen for future kids down the road. Then you have the two week wait, which is the longest two weeks of your entire life, sure. where you just have to wait to find out if you get pregnant and find out if it works, basically. And you go in uh, after the two weeks is over, they take your, a uh, little bit of blood to do a blood pregnancy test. And they call you later that day and tell you either it, happened, it worked or it didn't. Mm-hmm. And I got the call, I believe four days before Christmas that year that it did not work. Oh no. And a few days later we found out that the, uh, the two that were potentially, uh, going to be frozen didn't make it. Oh my god! So it was a complete flop. Oh, it sucks. It's devastating. You feel awful. I'm sure. Uh, I remember the day I got the phone call that it didn't work out. Um, my husband, uh, was out working. Uh, he came back. I knew I was going to have the big, ugly cry as soon as the words had come out of your mouth. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm hold off. I'm not even going to talk. I'm not even going to look at him Cause as soon as I, I it's going to be a mess. Oh, I'm not sure. a cute crier. I'm a very ugly crier. <laughs> <No either. laughs> I I, lose all like control of my facial features. Right. It's, it's not cute. Some people are very <laughs> elegant. I am not, uh, I'm not <laughs> I'm a very ugly crier. So I try to avoid it. So I left until I clocked out for lunch. Wynn told him had the ugly cry, did the whole thing. I knew that I had that hour to kind of re, slightly rebuild myself back up before I went back to work. Sure. Um, and then I had a follow-up appointment with the fancy baby doctor about a month later to sort of see, okay, what next steps are there? Mm-hmm. And she's like, we overall just didn't get a great output. We need to figure out why. Mm-hmm. And so that, so we did some more testing. Um, My husband had a second opinion with a different urologist. It was actually a urologist from the University of Michigan. And um, I also uh, like, you know, try to adjust your lifestyle habits to sort of get better ready to potentially try again. So uh, over the process, I I think I lost between thirty and forty pounds, and I I was on ev- like every single vitamin I've ever heard of. Um, okay. <laughs> it was a very long list. Yeah, going to doctors like other doctors that have like a piece of paper for all the like the vitamins and everything I was on. It was nuts. Yeah. Um, but we knew we wanted to try one more time, okay. if not you know, but we wanted to make it the best possible outcome and throw everything at it. But also what we did in, in the meantime was because I didn't want to put all of my emotional eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started looking into adoption, fostering to adopt, starting that application, because that takes about six months to a year itself. So we're like, well, if it doesn't work out, we're already in the process of the other, of another option. And we can go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided to do that sort of simultaneously. Okay. Uh, we sold our house in June, moved in August. Okay. And then started gearing up to, to try again. Second round, you'll notice how things will improve. And when I give you the odds, uh, the first time we only got four eggs from the egg retrieval. The second time we got 10. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. so 10 eight of them fertilize, uh, they grew over the next five days or so, and they implanted on uh, Veterans Day uh, in 2021, because I had the day off, I work for a bank, so I get fancy <laughs> bank holidays off that nobody yeah. pays attention to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I get one next week, actually, which is very good fun. for you. <laughs> yeah, I get bank holidays off. I mean, yeah. It's holidays that no but other people who work for banks and governments are the, about the only ones who know that yeah, they exist. Yeah, those
0: are good. Those are good days to have off. I
1: I enjoy them. I always yeah. enjoy them. But yeah, Veterans Day, 2021. They implanted an embryo, and then we were able to freeze two. Okay. So that was really good. So that whole second time, both my husband and I were thinking independently, like this is going a lot better, but not saying anything because you don't want to jinx it. Sure. Um, So we're like, yeah. so we thought it independently. Got the two week wait through. And uh, my appointment was the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, that uh, last November. And the lead up was insane. Uh, The Sunday night before one of our cats uh, peed all over everything in our basement. Oh that was gross um had to clean that up the Monday night uh I was working in my office my husband comes in and all of a sudden he's like Emily nobody says your name that way oh, all things are going well it's not a good thing no oh, it's not a good thing everything is, I'm like oh no I run downstairs there's water everywhere our um yeah water heater the seal broke so that stunk called the plumber. He's like, well, if I come out tonight, it's going to be $3,000. Cause it's an emergency service. Oh, rude. <laughs> but he's like, if I come tomorrow, it's $1,200. Yeah. I was like, well, that's fine. But you need to help me get rid of all this water before I agree to this. Mm-hmm. And he showed us how to, you take a wa- a garden hose and direct the water to either a sump pump or the drain. So, okay, fine. Cleaned all that up. The next morning, I go to the doctor's office, get my blood drawn, come back home. The plumber comes, you know, and my interactions with plumbers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> They're like, it's broken. I'm like, I know. That's yeah. why you're here.
0: Yeah. I it's can't just
1: refresh for- people at like the best time, you know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not calling a plumber if something's not wrong. Right, uh, right. That's yeah. not a thing. Uh, he's like, well, in order to fix it, you'll have to replace the hot water here. I'm like, so replace the hot water heater. Yeah. Do it. Do it. it why are you asking me? Right, 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 right. What, what are we waiting for, sir? Whatever. Yes. Please, yeah. oh, please. you know, tick the box that I have yes told you to replace my hot water heater. I don't want to take cold hobo baths for the next week. <laughs> <evening. laughs> okay. Please and thank you. Pass for me. Please. Yeah. Okay. So I go up to work. Uh, I have my uh, a monthly check-in with my boss every month where it's just kind of like, Hey, how's it going? You know, how are things going? And I know the phone call is coming, but I don't know when. Yeah. And of course it happens in the middle of my meeting with my boss. Oh, and I see the phone go off and I have it listed in my phone as the fancy baby doctor. Cause you know, we don't, we don't need any ambiguity. I'm like, I'm not, there's no way I'm not taking this call. So I tell my, my boss, I was like, Oh, my doctor's offices call me. Can I please put you on hold?
0: Yeah. I put my boss on
1: hold. <laughs> Pick up, up the phone call. I'm like, this may be a terrible idea, but I'm gonna do it anyway because I can't not know. Right. So picked up the phone and Becky, the IVF nurse, and she's like, So how hi, how are you today? I'm like,
0: you, tell me,
1: <laughs> you tell me how I am, because you're about to tell me how to ruin is. or make my
0: yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. She's like, Well, you should be pretty good because you're pregnant. Um, oh! I was like, Yes. And I did a little happy dance in my office. And it was great. And then I had to get my boss off hold. I'm like, The first <laughs> person I tell that I'm pregnant should not be my boss. Right. Agreed. Yeah. So I. Uh, I was like, I got her back on the phone. I was like, oh yeah, sorry sorry about that. And she's like, uh, oh, is everything okay? I was like, oh yeah, it's just some test results. Everything's fine. Yeah. It was technically true. It is true. Uh, it's technically true. It's not lying. It's just uh, tweaking just a little. Yeah, for me to know. <laughs> so the, uh, uh, that's how I found out I was pregnant. That's the lead up. Uh, I told my boss eventually that technically she could have almost been the first person who found out oh my I was gosh. Pregnant.
0: <laughs> because I would like split it. I'm the kind of person I would just let it slip. I would be like, "Oh no, it's out <laughs> it came out."
1: I I it basically how it happened with my friends. Well, basically because they offered me an alcoholic beverage and yeah. I no, had I'm to pregnant. say no. I had to say no. They're like then they know immediately. Like, "Are you pregnant?" They're like, "Yeah."
0: <laughs> yeah. You're like, "Obviously, because otherwise I would be drinking right now."
1: Yep, pretty much. Pretty much. That's really the only reason I'm gonna uh say no. Yeah. But yeah, the uh but we had a really uh we got to tell our 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 nearest and dearest over Christmas, uh, which was really fun. Uh we're all gingers over here, my husband, myself, and now my son. Aww. And uh so we uh mm-hmm. sent my mother-in-law, I was, gave my mom and my brother and sister-in-law we baked a uh, gingerbread and had a little note that said oh there's gingerbread God. in the oven.
0: Oh, I love that, that's so creative, that's so fun. We oh, thought awesome.
1: they, we did think that it was a uh, recipe for gingerbread cookies, but it happened to just be gingerbread, which I oh. did not previously know was a thing, uh, but it is. Point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I knew that was a thing either, but. I didn't either, but I was like, this is just bread. <laughs> <We have> bread. <laughs> this is just bread, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, this is what we're bit. doing. Yeah. Did not read all the fine print on that one. My bad. Uh, The the joke is still there. So we're keeping it. Yeah. So this took you over three years, years. three years to get pregnant. Yeah. It took us three years from when we pulled the goalie till when we got the, uh, the official positive pregnancy. test. I have had one positive pregnancy test in my entire life.
0: Yeah. That's wild. What a wild ride. Yeah, but he's here now.
1: And he is. He was born in July. He's about to be a year old. And he's uh he, you know, I think he's the cutest kid alive, but I'm incredibly biased. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm incredibly biased. Um, but yeah, he's great, he's doing well, he's thriving. Um he finally has a little bit of hair, not a lot, but it's definitely red. Yeah um Mm -hmm. we did not give him a whole lot of options on that uh (laughs) Uh, yeah (laughs) like you're gonna be a ginger kid um we've got all the sunscreens don't worry we've got all the sunscreens i promise Uh um but uh he's doing great he's in daycare a couple days a week i dropped him off this morning and Mm -hmm. yeah he's doing well
0: Good. Well, that's an incredible story. That's a lot. And I mean, <laughs> yeah, just, I'm sorry, like, that
1: was a lot. I don't no,
0: no, I just mean the whole process is so much. And I, you know, I have friends who have struggled with getting pregnant, but not going through the whole, the whole process. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I can only imagine how emotionally trying that was. And then to finally get a positive.
1: And oh God. Yeah. It makes it that much sweeter when you, yeah. you know, when you did have to go through all of those negative tests, Yeah. um, uh, you know, to, I even, I even did something I didn't have to do because obviously I had the, the blood test from the doctor. I still did it. I still went into the bathroom and used one of the at-home pregnancy tests. So like you. literally have the yeah. you know the the proper one to be like yeah this you know yeah I, like, I finally got it to go positive yeah right you're like I didn't know
0: it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, I think that's so good though it's like such a momentous thing you know and to still be able to give yourself that experience
1: good for you yeah I was like I'm still gonna do it it's stupid but I don't care no it's I not stupid
0: care. it's not stupid at all Aww. yeah so it's great so you know, he's here. You talked a little yep. bit about daycare. You're a working mom. Like what yep. is life like now trying to juggle all the things?
1: Um, it's definitely, you know, uh, like it can be very chaotic in the morning right up until I take him to daycare. Cause you know, I've got to uh, pre-fill all the bottles and yes. label them. And, yeah. you know, uh, he's currently a big fan of like having a little disco party at like an hour before the alarm goes off, well, which, no. you know, is not. Did that this morning too, great. Yeah. Um If we could stop that, that would be super. Right, like, uh, love you, I'll see you in an hour. <laughs> like, you're, okay, like, come on, okay. But yeah, it's been great. And also I knew, because I do work from home, I didn't have to immediately put him in daycare, which was nice. Yeah. Um, I always knew I'd be a working mom. I had a working mom as a kid, hence why I know you, um, yes. <laughs> hence why I know you. thanks to working moms, right? Yeah, I, I, well, and I thought as a kid, everybody had a working mom. I only knew one person as a kid who had a stay-at-home mom and it was my, so my right. cousin. I, well, because everybody I knew, I knew from daycare and they all had
0: working moms. I never so thought like, about that, but you're so right. Cause it seems so natural for me that my husband's mom stayed home and I'm just like, what is this?
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I thought everybody had a working mom. Oh, I, I remember, I think it made me more independent uh, or at least better able to handle, you know, once I went to school, I remember the first day of school, you know, all these kids were crying and and the parents were crying and there were kids thinking like they were leaving them forever. And I was just like, bye mom, see you later. I knew the deal. I knew the, you know, you're dropping me off now. I'm going to go have fun and play and you'll be back later to pick me up. Like I knew, I knew the routine. Um, and I've, I've noticed with my son, even just his development within the last, you know, couple months that he's been in daycare because he sees other kids and there mm-hmm. aren't as many things where you can take little, little kids to do anymore. Right. I right. tried to find some, Yeah. um, funny. you know, even just like play groups or, you know, well, most of those happen during like the day while you're yeah, working. Right. And I'm like, well, that's not going to work. Um, but all right, new plan. Uh, But I've I've seen him grow because he can see other kids. He's like, oh, that's how that kid got that toy. Oh, okay. Um, and I think it's it's done a world of good. And and to have a just a bigger swath of people who are, uh, you know, helping him grow and develop and, you know, doing activities that I never would have thought of because I am not a daycare teacher uh, by profession. So I would like. I never would have thought of that. Like one thing they did was like they put a whole bunch of toys in Jello, and like had them like dig them out, basically. And I could never do that at my house. Apparently, <laughs> daycare teachers love to give little children baths because they love to get them dirty. Oh my! God. I'm like, that's fine. Go yeah, for it. Enjoy. Do that whole day over there. Go for it. You know, just hose them off at the end. We'll be fine. Uh, yeah. Um, But yeah, it's one thing uh, that has been an adjustment and I I would tell any parent who's about to put them in daycare, be prepared for the first couple months. They're going to get sick a lot. It's not because the, uh, the facility is not good or because the facility is not clean or anything of that nature. It is literally because they have been isolated up until that point. Right. And they've not been exposed to that kind of illnesses before and their their bodies are not ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me of my first, I was a substitute teacher in a previous life. <laughs> and the first year I substitute taught, I got sick like every other week because little kids are super cute carrier monkeys of everything.
0: <laughs> so, nice I am. I'm like, they're disgusting. Like I love them, they're gross.
1: Oh no, the little children are, are incredibly cute and very gross. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I was exposed to every single, like, virus or, you know, illness that first year. But after that, I had, like, superhuman immunity. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and, and that's kind of what I have to remind myself uh, yeah. with Parker is, you know, because he's had a, he's had a viral infection so far. He's had a yeast infection and had a, a stomach flu, tummy bone. Oh, thing. yeah. That's always that was,
0: mixed in for stomach flu. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, and that one we all got. That one we all got, which that was when we my husband and I basically got sick within like fifteen minutes to a half hour of each other. Yeah. So yeah. Oh it was it was we did that too with our first. Thank yeah. God for Pepto-Bismol and, My and, and toilet paper. <laughs> I was say, hopefully multiple bathrooms in the home. Uh, yes. <laughs> thank God for that also. Um, but I'm like, it got real gross, real fast. But you
0: know, uh, you're so right though. And it is not reflective on the center and it's sanitation or anything like that at all. Um, it just happens. It just happens. And we kind of forgot with the age gap. Like we knew it was going to happen, but like it was con- like the constant nose drip, you know, like the green yeah.
1: gook coming yeah. out of their nose at yeah. all
0: times. And it kind of dissipated. You know, you don't really notice it's gone until you've had a stretch where nobody's sick, but yeah, the same thing. She ended up with RSV and COVID at the same time in the oh, fall. Oh gosh. And I was like, here we go. Like this is, it, it just, it just is.
1: But- it is. And, and that's, you know, something because I see that a lot because even though this is 2023 and p- there are so many working parents and so many different things it's been years I feel like there's still the same judgment of people who put their kids in daycare that my parents had when in the 80s
0: yes not the shit like what, is, what
1: I, is that I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like I said, I, I went to daycare from six weeks old till I was 13. Yeah. And very similar. Yes. Yeah. And I, you know, I had a great time. I enjoyed myself. I learned a lot. Like I said, it made me more independent. Yeah. And also it gave my parents the peace of mind to know that I was being taken care of and some by people who really cared.
0: Yes. And we went to a phenomenal daycare.
1: hundred percent.
0: So great. So amazing. Um, I, so I'm yeah. friends with, um, do you remember Heather?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I'm oh my gosh. Her, yeah, I'm so <laughs> friends with her on
0: Facebook and her, her grandparents who started, they just recently passed like it, within the last Yeah, class. no, I,
1: I knew that, that, yeah. um, Yeah. Uh, Mr. Boardman had passed. Yeah.
0: And Mrs. Boardman semi-recently. And I'm like, you know, I just, I I have such fond memories of your grandparents and like the amazing care that they provided. So, yeah.
1: I mean, and the teachers were great. I, the lady who was in the baby room with both me and my brother, we used to go trick-or-treating at her house every single year up until I graduated from high school, because that was her birth. That was her birthday. Uh, Her name was Miss Ruth. And we would go there every single, uh, every single Halloween, like up until my brother graduated from high school, Aww. we would pop in and, and say hello. Like these people become such a big part of your, your extended family because you yeah. do see your kids and they care about your kids.
0: Yes. So like, yeah. Amen to daycare. There's no shame in it. And nope. it feels hard to drop, especially your little one. It feels so hard to drop them off. You know, yeah. been there, done done. I totally resonate with that, but you know, in this day and age when we're talking about like, where's your village? It takes the village. Daycare is our village. These people love my children, you know, and I'm so thankful for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it because I went to a great daycare as a kid, I just kind of use that as my model of looking for a daycare for my son. Like, cause there's a very wide range of, of facilities out there from really, you know, small in home places to there are some like chains which yeah. I didn't know was a thing until yeah. previous yeah um until when I started looking I was like that's weird yeah um, I'm like I didn't know that there was such a thing as a chain daycare right right but there is yeah. um and I literally found something where I was just like this fits like yeah. it feels very much like uh the daycare I went to as a kid I you know it it's it's not too small. It's not too big. It's. It felt like it was right there in the middle. Yeah. So I was like I. Yeah. I have good, good feelings about it.
0: Yeah. It's so important to tour, and I know COVID it was yeah. kind of hard to do that. So we're not offering that. But like, you got to touch into that gut. You know. Yeah. Feeling as a mom, and like, does it? How does it feel? And if you're getting a feeling of ick, or like something's not sitting right, like honor that. And. Yeah, feel-
1: like if it doesn't feel right, it's probably not. Absolutely, absolutely. It probably isn't. Like I said, if it doesn't feel right. I'm like, "Mm, there's probably, and, and maybe nothing, but it may be right for somebody else, but if it's not right for you, don't worry about it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Don't worry about it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, I know you're a busy working mom, so we'll wrap it up, but thank you so, so much for sharing your story. It was so insightful for me and I hope, you know, it sheds some, um, some light for
1: someone who may be walking a similar path. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Like I said, it, it takes a long time sometimes, but you know, you get there and keep soldiering on sometimes. That's what you got to do and use your options. And you know, there's more than one way to, to bring a child into your, into your life. However that, that comes right. in, it doesn't matter. It's you're still that kid's mom or that kid's dad.
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah. I no. give
0: me chills Cause it's so true. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love
0: it. Well, thank you so much, Emily. This was great.
1: Thanks. All right. Thank you so much. You have a great day.
0: Thank you again to Emily for joining us today. I know you are a busy, busy working mom, and I so appreciate you taking the time out to chat with us and share your story. Here are today's key takeaways. First, IVF is an incredible journey with a multitude of ups and downs, but it is incredibly worth the physical and emotional demands, the time and the effort once that sweet baby arrives. Two. Daycare provides amazing opportunities for your little ones. They learn from other children in their classes, yes, even as babies, and experience activities designed to expand their little minds in their specific stage of development. Three, beware of the daycare plague. Your child will get sick and often in the first year of daycare. They will even share the plague with you at times. It is not a reflection of the facility or its cleanliness. It's just part of being in daycare. Four, there is no shame in putting your children in daycare. As adults, Emily and I both have very fond memories of being in childcare while our parents worked, and we both firmly believe that we are stronger people for it. And lastly, there is more than one way to bring a child into your life. The means by which they arrive does not matter. You are still their parents. Until next time, come join me on Instagram or on Facebook at having a mom moment. And if you are interested in sharing your own motherhood journey or are knowledgeable on a topic that you think is important for moms, I would love to hear from you. Go ahead and check out the guest question here in the show notes and we can start planning your episode. Also coming out this week is my new and free maternity leave planning guide. It is 18 pages of goodness just for you and hope that, um, if you are past the stage of needing something like this, maybe you can pass the tool along to someone in your life who, you know, might benefit that will be available on my Instagram in the link tree in my bio. Thanks again for joining us. Your listens do not go unnoticed and I appreciate you. So until next time, just remember you are amazing. You are loved. And I am so proud of the woman that you are. Take care.